Hey beautiful people and welcome to this episode of Concealed Scars. Today I have Chelsea Mangum and Yamil Turner. Today's topic is LGBTQIA mental health and LGBTQIA stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, and asexual. The term came to use around the late, the mid 80s and early 1990s. Some facts about mental health in the LGBTQIA community are that the youth reports higher risk of suicide compared to others who identify as straight or cisgender. 4.5% of the U.S. population identify as lesbian, gay, or bi, and 39% report mental illness in the past year. In terms of the LGBTQIA Black community, Black LGBTQIA youth consider suicide, 44% consider suicide, 55% report anxiety, and 63% report major depressive disorder. So I want to thank and welcome Chelsea and Yamil for coming and just allowing me to just have them on this episode for Pride Month. And happy Pride Month to the both of you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So, um, Chelsea, just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into it. Okay. My name is Chelsea. Um, I'm 23. I do identify as a lesbian woman. Um, Some may refer to me as a femme. I am more feminine. And my pronouns are she, her, hers. Oh, my. What I do, I am an educator. Yes, for the education. <laughs> Love to see it. You mute. Yes, I was just gonna say shout out to Chelsea. We love a good fem queen. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now my name is Jamil Turner. I am currently a flight attendant for American Airlines. Um, I, my pronouns are um, he, him, and you know, occasionally I'll do a she here or there. Um. And yeah, that's me, 25 years of age. And yeah. Yes, for the 25. Love to see it. <laughs> Looking good. Yes. <laughs> so I wanted to start off with this first question to kind of like get us started. Um, me personally, I don't know a lot about the community. I just know people in that community, such as yourselves. And I have a couple family members as well, which kind of geared me to having this topic in general because this is for them but I know that they aren't at this point yet to completely feel comfortable talking about it and I wasn't going to force them to do that so how can other people be more open minded about the LGBTQIA community like what do you think needs to happen or Um, should happen for me, let I, I feel like as which I love, like the world is getting more open to you know, kind of what is pretty much on the table when you have like legendary and shows like Pose who are really like pioneers of like okay y'all this is what the community and this is what's been underground. So now that you guys see it in public, now is a question for other people like yourself to be like okay so what is it like I really don't know. And I feel like the way people could do a better job, so those questions, like, I'm telling you, like, the community is so open. You, and I, I I really dislike that some people put us in a box of how they feel like, oh, I just feel like all the gays are just flamboyant and they're like this, or you got all the lesb- lesbians are, you know, studs and this, that, and the third. And it's like, no, y'all, like, we are legit what the flag is. It's a rainbow. It's a lot of layers to what we are as a community but the biggest thing is just ask questions like if you don't know just ask questions do things like this you know reach out to somebody even if you don't want to reach out you know just wait until the time comes and just like hey just you know open your mindset to have a much more uh knowledge reservoir as to what it is the community is so that way you're able to approach people in a more respectful way instead of thinking that everybody is the same so I feel like that's all it is just people just gotta be more open-minded and like as people are around people like myself and Chelsea they kind of 
get a different at, um, you know, attitude and approach. And they're like, wow, you guys are really poor people. And it's like, yeah, it's been like this for years, but, you know. Right. I completely agree. Um, just to be more knowledgeable, because the ignorance really does turn people like myself and Yamil away from people. Because when you show that ignorance, it's it's like we would never do that to you. And you make a, such a mockery of something that's so vulnerable to us. Mm-hmm. Someone's sexual identity and sexual orientation, it's how they identify with themselves. And, you know, people take light, lightly of the jokes that people make, but they're very serious. And Pride Month is very serious. And it's our way of showing our expression to one another and our love to everyone, because I promise you the LGBTQIA community shows nothing but love. So just to educate, educate yourself. That's the best way to be open-minded about people such as myself. Educate yourself. Right. And I definitely want to say, like, just don't, don't go off of what you feel like the media portrays. Um, just because Pride has become a way, especially for companies to kind of monetize, you know, do certain things to, like, you know, everybody just... Um, just, you know just uh you know gain you know more money and things of that nature by like hey everybody let's just turn our you know um logos to be rainbows and just so they can think that you know hey we do support the community when actuality they really aren't and so it's kind of just like like Chelsea said you just really have to do a lot of background knowledge for yourself on education as to what the community is but honestly the LGBT community is the most like Chelsea said as well is the most loving like we love on each other because we understand that we're all that we have sometimes like some people mm-hmm. don't have anybody else to run to except you know the people that support the community like the people are part of the community that's why you hear us a lot saying like this is our family like this is my sister this is my brother not by blood but by experience and mm-hmm. so once you gain uh, uh, enough knowledge to understand what exactly a person's experience and the things that they have been through, you gain enough respect to be like, that is, that's a dope person. So yeah, like just education and just show love. Like love is the message, honestly. Oh, that's the key. Yes. Y'all teaching me stuff because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I done looked up and Googled all this stuff. I'm like, oh, I did not know that. I didn't see a whole dictionary with all these different terms. I was like, I didn't even know there was a dictionary for this. Exactly. And that's the thing, like, and, and that's the thing, like, yes, like, Google does a great job and, you know, at explaining certain stuff, but it's nothing hearing for, from somebody's mouth about, mm-hmm. like, exactly. I just feel like, I just feel like Webster or anything can't define the community. Like, because it's just so much, it's just so much stuff in depth that just happens as far as like, you know, what we go through, that it can't be placed in words or black and white. Like there's nobody can ever sit down and just write the experiences that we go to. So I just feel like if people just did a lot more like you, I would, that's why I was so reluctant to do this. Cause it's like, yes, somebody that's willing to sit and figure out like and gain knowledge on what it is to be a part of the community because it's not it's not easy waking up every day like this and like some people feel like you know it's a choice and it's just like no like for people like me like it was like i was that boy that like i did everything to try to you know play like i was straight and do this whole thing like i'm gonna play football and you know do all of that and it's just like no i like to play with barbies i like to dance i like to that's my personality and so it's just mm-hmm. like that's who I am as a person it's not my my choice it's just who I am as a person use the heck out of me y'all <laughs> 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 um, thank you for that and letting me know and just informing not only me but whoever decides to listen mm-hmm. just gain knowledge because this is helping me because I do know other people in this community. So I know how to approach certain situations or whatever the case may be. So I thank y'all for this. Of course. What is the... 
I wouldn't I won't say the best way. What is what are excuse, the best ways or good ways to defend someone in this community? I would say advocate for us the way you would advocate for yourself. A, a great way to put it into perspective is the same way that people are fighting for Black Lives Matter and police mm-hmm. brutality. Fight for the LGBTQIA community because we're facing brutality in, in ourselves, within our community, and from the outside community that's going unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I always like to just say, like, just imagine, like, some people can't relate until it happens to them. And you see, like, that's your actual blood family. That's actually a member of the community. And then it's like, now you want to, you know, advocate and defend and stuff like that because you wouldn't want to see. But I always tell people that. I just like, imagine if I was your brother or your, um, you know, sister or this, that, or however you want to, whatever, however you want to put it. But... Mm -hmm. Imagine if I was that person and you had that bond and you seen people bullying me, taking away my rights and things of that nature that you feel like as a person I should have. Advocate for me, defend me, stand up to people, stand up to when people don't know. Majority of the time people are attacking off of what they see, trying to be cool, trying to, you know, put out a narrative of you just know, yeah, it's, it feels good to just, you know, beat up on this person and, you know, just gain some type of confidence off of that but it's just like no defend me stand up for me because at the same time I'm always going to stand up for you mm-hmm. like you know so I just always tell people like the same way you would treat uh, just a basic human being of the heterosexual experience we should have the same thing that doesn't mean that you and I feel like the thing that falls especially for cisgender men they feel mm-hmm. like when they defend the LGBT community member, they feel like the community is going to think that you're involved with that person sexually. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't give that. And so you have to make sure you put a fine line between, no, I'm defending this person because I respect this person. This person is a dope person. And we don't have anything involved going on. And even if yeah. you did, that's my option to, you yeah. know, convey that information to you. But no, this person is all, all due respect loves me as much as I love them. Definitely. I agree. And we also have to just get out of this this box that we're in that that there's a wall that separates heterosexual or cisgender individuals from the LGBTQIA community because your sexual identity and your sexual orientation does not define who you are as a person and does not define your characteristics because mm-hmm. most people just have that oh no, like, girls will come to me like, I'm, I can't be your friend because I'm scared that you'll want me. But I don't, I'm not scared to have my brother around you because you're straight. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to put it into perspective. Like, some of the yeah. things that come out of people's mouths are bogus. And another thing is to just be genuine. Like, if you're going to defend me, have genuine intentions when defending me. Defend me when no one's listening. Don't just defend me when I'm around so that it can build your credibility with me. Mm. Right. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> but yeah, like, Shaka, you kind of have a better understanding because you know us, but it's just like, we, and that's the biggest thing for the community. I always tell people, like, we defend people so much and don't expect anything in return. Mm-hmm. And like that's what I, I just feel like as humans we all should be that way. Like you know, defend me because I'm a human. Don't that it shouldn't have like Chelsea said it shouldn't have anything to do with my sexual orientation how I identify myself. If, if wrong is wrong, like you know, yeah. No matter what, like it's just like wrong is wrong. But it's just like for the LGBT community, IA community, we always been. Up front, so you know, defending other people and fighting for other people and being on the front lines, and you know, standing up for what's right and what's wrong. And then it's just like when we look around for our people to defend us, it's mm-hmm. not there. It's so. not. It's sad, but people only come out to defend us when events like Pulse happen. 
And while mm. Pulse is so tragic, it's very tragic because it happened right in our back door. It happened right near us. People that are in Florida. And yeah. yes, it was very tragic. Those are our brothers and sisters. But why wait until there's a mass something. shooting to defend yeah. us? It's, it's offensive in itself. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I don't know. That kind of opened everybody's eyes a little more to me. I can't speak on y'all behalf, but to me, that kind of opened everyone's eyes a little more into y'all world. Maybe not the best way to do it, but... Most definitely, because it's just like, it hit home, like... Especially like like Chelsea said for us, like I used to go to that club. Like my friends was just in that club the Friday before that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it was kind of just like wow, like that could have been me. Like that could have been somebody that I knew or were very was very close with. But it's just like I tell people all the time, like, you know, we walk around every day I have to wake up and really realize like how somebody could be out to get me just because I just identified who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's the life that we live every day. Wow. Wow. Okay. Y'all, I'm trying to take everything in. Like, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> 15. 15. Oh, my God. Um, feel free to answer if you're not comfortable answering. That's okay. Um, how did making your family aware of your sexual orientation or gender identity affect your mental health? Um, it put me in a downward spiral uh, in regards to my mental health because I've always been, and you know this about me, I've always been yeah. a very reserved, quiet, shy person, right? And Growing up, I always sought out my parents' approval for everything. Like, oh, I got an A in this class. Like, are you happy for me? And most of the time, they always did approve me. They were my biggest supporters. But, and I never could figure out why my relationships with men never worked out. Mm -hmm. And when I turned 18 and I came to Cookman, I was exposed to a whole different world. And it all clicked. And I was so happy and so excited to share that with my parents. Mm -hmm. And when I shared it with them, I was basically disowned. I was told that I can't come home, can't bring a girl home. And even even today, today, while I have a relationship with my parents again, because they do love me and they came back around, my father has made it very clear to me that if you ever marry a woman, I won't walk you down the aisle. I won't be sitting there for you. And that kind of thing hurts. No, There's no amount of counseling, therapy, or coping mechanisms in the world to take that kind of pain away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love you, though, um, I, don't, I do. I just want you to know that I love you. Oh, I love you, too, sis. <laughs> you real um, so for me it was um, kind of just liberating because of the fact that I just I didn't I'm different than a lot of people because I don't have like a come out story or never came out to anybody or just mm-hmm. I kind of got the cookman and a gay kind of this is me <laughs> like, yeah. and so it, it kind of like that's how I presented myself because for months on months, especially my senior year, I will always tell my parents, like, you don't have to worry about me in four months. You don't got to worry about me in a month. You don't got to worry about me in, like, five days, like, once I get on campus. So when I got on campus, I kind of met my friend, um, Damian Parks, and he's kind of, um, he passed it my freshman year, um, and but he's the one who kind of gave me the courage to just kind of be like, do you, like, you're a full package. Like, you have the charisma, you have the personality, you know how to dress, you have the body, you have everything that us as people use it and be you. So that's kind of how I was. And so I kind of just build up my confidence and I just was like, wham, this is who I am. So then when I came <laughs> home for the summer, I kind of just started being myself. My parents were like, okay, this is what it is. And so... Mm-hmm. um 
my mom was my mom is always my best friend so my mom was kind of just like okay it's gonna be what it's gonna be i'm gonna love my child regardless my stepdad at the time who has been in my life since i was like three or four he's an ex-marine so it was hard for him and he grew up around that 80s 90s area where it was kind of a don't act don't tell type, type of situation and yeah. so it was kind of hard for him to be like wow like my child that i, I you know raised is a part of that community and it, he kind of started going into a thing of like what did I do wrong and I kind of had to like sit down to him and tell him you didn't do nothing wrong this is my choice this is being that this is how I am as a person it has nothing to do with you and so now it kind of has like really blossomed the relationship that I have with him because now it just it gives he treats me like my sister now like <laughs> any guy do anything wrong with me, he be good. I'm gonna come up here. Do I gotta fly in the DC? Do I gotta fly in the DC? And you know, and it's just like wow. Like it almost makes me sometimes when I talk about it cry because it's just like you know, as a child, you long, like Jesse said, you long for that acceptance and approval. And it was so many times growing up where it's just like I would do certain things and he would kind of look at me like just kind of in disgust, like. And it's just like to a child like that ate me up because it's like, wow, like I do everything in my life to be the best child that I can be. And, you know, the outside world is already, you know, chastising me for my decision. I don't want to have to come home and deal with that same situation. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much it. (laughs) Rainbows and butterflies. (laughs) It is. And let me just point out that Cookman has been such a safe haven for me as a lesbian woman like I expected to be criticized so much but people are way more open at Cookman than I expected like they find out you're a part of the community and everybody's just best friends I love to see it I love to see it and I'm glad that Cookman or just anybody gave y'all that safe space or opportunity to just feel comfortable being yourself because I know I don't know but I know that might have been hard harder to do when you were back at home yes yeah I think schools especially historically black institutions because there's so much emphasis on like what do you bring to the table as far as like being in organizations and like creativity Mm -hmm. and things of that nature people don't really pay attention to that aspect of your life than who you are as an individual because they really don't care too much mm-hmm. as opposed to the normal world is always kind of inquisitive about who are you and mm-hmm. Cookman it just gave like oh this is a dope individual he can dance he can model he can be in the pan he do this like that was more um you know what, how I want to put it in words that was more interesting to to people than who I was laying down with at night and so I just really love that aspect. Um, of course, there is certain like things that I would like to do and there's certain things like that. And they kind of, it always was a topic of discussion when it yeah. came to certain stuff. But you kind of yeah. play it for what it is and just be like, okay, I always used to twist it back on them and kind of just be like, okay, is this something that I need to know about you? Because... Mm. Ooh, if that's Lord. the case, then just <laughs> let then just let me know and be upfront, and we can have that conversation. As Ooh, opposed to you kind of, yeah, <laughs> as opposed to people trying to throw it under the rug and then like use that against me, like no. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. Well, I love to see that too. I just love to see y'all. I just love y'all. Like <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is such a great conversation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> My cousin gonna be so proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, we know that. Uh, we already know that it is affected your mental. It affected your mental health in some form or fashion for whatever amount of time. But how has being part of the LGBTQIA community impacted you more because you're also part of the Black community? Or if it's impacted you more because of you're your part of the Black community? Like, how has it affected you? 
it's really greatly I would say because it's like it's a double well for me it's kind of a triple whammy because it's just like not only am I I'm I'm black I'm a male and I'm a part of the the community Mm -hmm. so it's like wow like it's so many things stacked up against me like not only do they not like me because I'm a black person but I'm also a black male living in America and we know how that story goes but not only am I just a black male living in America I'm a black gay male living in America so it's like wow not only do I have to fight three times harder than the average individual because it's like I have to prove to people like my worth because the way I present myself is still you know worthy enough as to what you would give a cisgender person and so um it really affects me a lot because it's just like wow like and then you see what's happening to our trans community and our trans sisters and it's like they can't live and so it's just like and then you I have to think back it's like hey I'm out here protesting for things like George Floyd and things of that nature but then when we turn around and I want the same thing for my black trans sisters y'all don't want to do that it's a double standard it's like when stuff happens to us it's really effective especially when the black community turns against the black gay community because it's like wow we really sit here and we were defending y'all all last summer you know getting arrested doing things of that nature but it's like now when you see stuff happening to us it's just like it's kind of just like a people just turn their eyes and like invert this, their um, attention to different things it's like that has nothing to do with me I can't relate to that person so it's really saddening and it really gets to me sometimes it's like wow I just wonder if something ever happened to me where people actually really care you know and especially as a black individual because I'm all about the black empowerment the black movement pushing yeah. things forward but then it's also it's just like okay should I care too much because they don't care about me as much as I care about them but I also have to understand that you live for yourself sometimes in situations like that you kind of have to just know that what you're doing is right for yourself and not kind of base it off the, the approval of other people I definitely agree. Like, your mouth literally took the words out of my mouth when I was planning to answer this question. Those, that was my answer. Like, me being a Black lesbian woman, I am a triple minority. And it's like the lowest of the low in the toting pole. And all odds are stacked against us. And while it does tear down at my mental health a little bit, I do get very anxious when I walk into a room. Although some may look at me and say, I pass because I'm a femme. So I'm not mm-hmm. a stud. I don't dress masculine. If someone looked at me first glance, they would think I'm heterosexual. But that makes it even worse for me because don't treat me any differently than you would treat my brothers and sisters who do dress masculine or do, do what they do. And it makes me want to go even harder. It makes me want to be the person with the highest credentials in the room. It makes me want to say, yes, I am a lesbian black female. And yes, I do have a PhD. Yes, it is Dr. Mangum. Yes, and she is a lesbian. Period. Period. Right. She she said it. Like, it just makes you go so much harder. I've always said this to my um, organization, um, PBM for sure, Professor Black Men Incorporated for long. But I've always said to them and our sisters organization and like different organizations I'm a part of, and I just feel like I don't do what I do just for myself. I kinda, it, it's what I live, like I have to go this hard. So it's like, yes. yes, that's why I am, like I was involved in so much stuff. It was just like, that's because I had to do that. Like I have to prove to people like, we're, the end of the day I'm gonna make it and nothing that you say or do is gonna tell like nobody can tell me like no and I just I love it for the community because it's just like that's where we get our drive from and our ambition to be you know who we are and it's just like sometimes I look at it as like a positive and a negative because yes it's positive in a way where it's like we're always gonna excel no problem but I also negative because it's just like we shouldn't have to fight so hard so to hard. just get the base the basics 
but it's just like I mean that's our identity and I'll tell you nine times out of ten it's going to be an LGBTQIA member that's either the top of the class the highest paying job you yes. know doing something mm-hmm. like that of that nature because it's just the drive that we have within ourselves to succeed and show people like regardless of what I do which is my personal preference I'm still mm-hmm. going to beat you regardless yeah. <laughs> yeah. and what's very sad to know is that it's sad to say but it's the truth members of the lgbtqia community that are white and heterosexual people that are white have a bigger bond and a better bond than mm-hmm. we do with our brothers and sisters that are black and not a part of the community and it's sad because it's just like it's just like police brutality. It's just like black on black crime. We're always tearing each other down and letting our white counterparts build each other up. And we have to do so much better. We just have to do better. Right. And I feel like that all goes into the um, topic of um, just toxic masculinity that's been bred within our, as a race. It's yeah. like, as a black person, you're taught so much to a boy shit it's always that boy and girl topic like this is for boys and this is for girls girls. yeah and so for a cisgender heterosexual black male it's like when they see someone like myself who can blend the lines who's very androgynous like i can do the femme stuff and i also can do the male stuff and so when you have somebody that you look good when you do it (laughs) (laughs) it kind of challenged them mentally because it's like wow like how do I try I, um, approach this person? But then not only do it that, but it's also like, does this person want me? Like, I feel like that's always the the key message. Like, they always want to know. I feel like this person's gonna get too close, and they're gonna get attracted mm-hmm. to me, and they're gonna do stuff to me. And it's just like it doesn't give. I feel like they think it's predator vibes, and it's like I nine times out of ten, I'm not paying attention to you at all. And if I was, <laughs> you would know. Like, you would clearly know. <laughs> that I want you because I'm going to make it obvious but with identity we're so taught like about we socialize so much stuff that it breaks us down and so everybody is just against each other it's like I said right now it's getting a little better because it's like people are finally trying to figure out but then at the same time it's just like you still have those those um ignorant ones that are just like I don't care what the world is doing. I that doesn't mean a thing. And then it also goes into religion. Man, people trying to throw the Bible on you and what the Bible means and this, that, and the third. So that's a whole different can of worms. Yeah, that's a whole but story of the show. <laughs> to touch on that <laughs> right. a little bit, I actually used to work at the YMCA and I had a parent tell my supervisor that their child could not be supervised by me while they changed for the pool because they thought I was going to molest her when they saw me with my girlfriend at the time. And my supervisor told me I had to take the YMCA, the YMCA out of my Facebook. It, it couldn't say that I worked there. And every time I took the girls to the locker room to change for the pool, I had to be supervised by someone. And it, to me, it made her no better than the lady that said it because if you support me as an employee, why would you treat me that way? Why would you right. why would you even not put that past me? Right. When we gonna sue? Can we sue? <laughs> right. I right. back right. to the game because she'll get her karma. You right. But you know, I'll be ready to sue people. <laughs> that just made me mad. And get them back. Hello. But yeah. Well. But that that was really insightful because I've always I see that a lot more especially within our, like you said you know within our community everything is so hush hush for one and then we don't really it's so ingrained in, in us not to ask questions about right. certain things that we don't understand. You just take it as it is and let it go or sweep it under the rug. So I know and I understand with me having family members in this community, I am completely and utterly concerned, not just because 
Like, most of them are males. But one, like you said, you're black, you're gay, and you're in America. Right. <laughs> like, that's a lot. So one, I'm already worried because you're a black gay man. Like, first of all, you're just a black man in general. Like, I'm, I'm highly concerned. Right. And utterly concerned because life is rough out here for all of us. But y'all are like up there. So I'm already worried about them constantly for that. So the fact that they're in this community makes me even more anxious. And I don't tell them that because I don't want them to worry about me worrying about them right. <laughs> all the time. But the fact that y'all are just helping me understand more so I can understand them better because I don't come right out and ask my family members that are in the community about these certain things because I don't want to trigger them to an extent. Right. But I support them in whatever because, I mean, you do what you do. As long as you're good, I don't care. Right. <laughs> and that's and what that's it should be. Exactly. And it's funny that you say that. And I love that you take that approach because a lot of family members don't give people that respect. And that's where the community kind of, that's why we kind of fall back on, like I said earlier, upon we having each other because our family members sometimes, they do this judge me thing. And like mm-hmm. it gives like, especially for some families, like they put it public display for the whole family like oh such and mm-hmm. such is this so now mm-hmm. you got the cousins and the aunties and everybody and you're like the topic of discussion when it comes to Christmas and Thanksgiving and all of that and it's just like I think some families don't understand how detrimental that is to that child that you're like embarrassing them in that way when you should give them the area to just grow up and live and then when they reach a level to have that conversation then you have that conversation with them, but don't chastise them about something that they didn't choose for themselves. I really respect that my parents kind of didn't force me to do certain things to be, you know, a certain way. But I'm just mm-hmm. like, everybody's family isn't blessed like that. Like some parents legit try to force their kids to be heterosexual to the point where that child is now resenting their childhood and things that they had to go through. I always tell people in this community, we don't get to be teenagers. There's nothing that we don't get to be 14 and 15 and 16 and 17 and 18. We get to be 21 and 22 and 23 and our 20s is when we get to be teenagers. Yes. Because it's our, our, it's our, right, it's our prime and our experiences, which is why in our community we also have a problem with you know, commitment and things of that nature because it's just like the things that we we're supposed to learn and go through in our teens, we couldn't do that now and our now we're doing that in our twenties. So mm-hmm. now to the to the eye of certain people, it's like, aren't you supposed to be mature? And it's like mentally <laughs> they aren't mature because they had to find out who they were first during their teens. And now going through their twenties, they have to get the experiences that they lack thereof because they had to defend themselves physically and mentally while they were teenagers. It is very true. And it also leads to drug and alcohol abuse, coping mechanisms, unhealthy coping mechanisms, unhealthy forms of, of love language. Those are all factors of not being able to be yourself during your childhood. Y'all be having me speechless over here. I don't even know how to move forward sometimes. <laughs> y'all just y'all just giving me all the tea and information I need. And I love it. <laughs> but let it be a reminder that <laughs> when you see someone in the LGBTQIA community, you would never know. You don't see that. You don't see this kind of yes. this energy. You see the bubbly, we love you, no matter who you are. I love mm-hmm. you. You don't see the hurt, but just know it's there. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. Like, it's so, that's why I, I love that people that do things like this, like, you really open up the book of just understanding, like, the layers. Like, we could really create our own book, documentaries, and things about the experiences and life stories that we have. And it's just like, if people just tap into that, the world could be a better place if you just 
understand because it can relate to so many other people. People outside the community could be having the same generation. It's like my story or someone's story of just being denied and not being accepted in the house, being kicked out, having to live in a park, having to live, you know, off scraps, being homeless. Could be the same story to a cisgender black male being kicked out for doing, you know, crazy stuff, you know, gang banging and things of that nature. It all goes in the same pot and we can all relate, but because people don't open that kind of, or give people that area to speak about it, it's just like, we we don't progress as a community. That's definitely true. And with, so not everyone is as strong as, as you know, or, or how strong as, as strong as I was. Some sure. people don't have anyone to talk to, and this is why the LGBTQIA suicide rates are so high because some people just don't have that outlet and they don't even get a chance to fully come into themselves before they take their lives. And then if you don't take your life, you risk growing up and having someone else take your life just because of who you are. So it's like, which one is worse? And it shouldn't be like that. Well, I'm glad you're both here. And that you're just giving because we don't know who this story these stories are going to reach and y'all can be helped and that's like the whole purpose of me doing this podcast in general I don't know who's going to listen to it but the story is going to help somebody somebody could be just in the most worst state of mind they are right now and they might decide to just listen to this and y'all just talk them out of something they might have regretted later so I thank y'all for this well I just got a couple more and then I'm gonna let y'all go (laughs) (laughs) what advice would you give someone who is fully coming to terms with who they are and how to maintain a peace of mind I would say genuinely love yourself Learn to love yourself, love the skin you're in, and just remember that whoever has anything to say about who you love, what you love, and why you love it does not have to lay down with that person at night. Only you do. Only you do. Only you wake up in your skin. So if your skin doesn't feel comfortable and you want to modify your skin, you do that because nobody else has to wake up and look in the mirror and see you but you. I like that. Um, I would just say, um, like Chelsea said, just live for yourself, protect your mental health, um, don't allow people to make you feel any type of way, be who you are, always fight for what you want, if you feel like you deserve things out of life, go for that. And don't allow anybody to tell you that you're less of or lesser than because of who you are. Because you can't, there's no way I can be lesser than when this is who I am, regardless. So at the end of the day, regardless of what I do or what type of cloth you try to put on top of me, I'm still, my silhouette is still going to be what my silhouette is, regardless. And so I always tell people that I definitely would just say live for you. Um, and just find out what you're good at in life and attack it. Definitely. And don't let, you know, your sexual orientation, don't let that, or how you identify with yourself, don't let that be a barrier. Because if you feel like it's a barrier yourself, it's going to resonate with you everywhere you go. Always feel like no matter who I am, I'm going to succeed. And then you will. Right. I love it. Continue to be strong, and I will always tell them, even love love your enemies as much as you love your friends and your family. Uh. Because the way when you do that, that's always what's going to get them. Like, because your presence is already a threat to men. And I always tell that to younger members of the community. I had to learn that the hard way. Like, responding to certain situations all the time isn't the positive way of, or the right way to go about things. Your presence alone, your presence alone is already a threat. So let it do exactly what it's supposed to do. Yes, I like that. Yes, for the gym. <laughs> yeah, it's it's your aura. It's, yeah. it's your aura. Like 
I like for example like there's plenty of times that I could like Shaka knows especially when it comes to PBM there's plenty of times where it would be mad chaos and I walk <laughs> in the room and it just be like get quiet. everything switch <laughs> like it just get wow like what does he have that everybody else and it just it's the gift of gab like it's just because this person knows like everybody knows this person knows what they're doing they can respect this person and that's why i tell people just you just have to know that your presence is enough once you do that and you get that gift as an lgbt community like because you're different you always gonna be different like my name is jamil it it on paper it's already who is that because he don't it, it don't give an Anthony or a Jason or a Matthew his name is Jamel he's all he was born different he was named different so who is that so it's like you you really have to fight the stereotype of like I said earlier in the call of just not allowing the stereotype to be you like you're always the loud flamboyant the out the the one that's always trying to seek after everybody and things of that nature. No, you have to be who you are and just, you know, however you fall into the spectrum of the community is however you are, but don't define yourself off of what people say the community is. I love when I can walk in a room and it just gives threatening. That's sickening. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> like, that's, that's very sickening because it's just like, wow, I don't have to do much like because I'm already going to have to look. So regardless, it's just people are automatically going to turn their heads like, wow, this person really got it going on and I haven't even opened my mouth yet. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of people in the community, but that's because we've always been told don't open your mouth. Don't speak. It's it's best to be for the LGBT community. The same thing that Black women get told to be. You know, it's it's good to be seen, but it's not, not good heard. to be heard. Not heard, but seen. And so we get told that same thing. Like it's good to be like for parents that are not okay with their child yeah. doing that, but they understand that that's how their child is. They try to be like, oh, okay, well, don't say nothing. Just do you, but don't say nothing. Mm. I was like, okay, I'm not going to say nothing, but I'm definitely going to walk in here in neon green. (laughs) 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 I'm screaming. (laughs) And when I do open my mouth, it's going to be a lot that come out. Very much so. Be strong. Like, I just tell them, like, my advice is just be strong. And when you get the opportunity to let go and be you, take it. I definitely agree with that. And if you don't back down, you are openly who you are because I am openly a lesbian no matter what school I walk into and apply to be a teacher there, you will find the right job. That's that's another piece of advice. You will find the right place to be and, and a job that will accept you and not replace you in a second. I searched high and low and now I'm in a residency program where they care about what pronouns you use. They want to respect your identity and my school will let me once I have a wife one day, we'll let her come to the school. I'm going to have pictures up everywhere. I'm going to have a pride flag on my desk. And when people get discouraged about jobs, not letting them openly be themselves, just know you'll find the right job and don't settle for the wrong one. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I just can't stop saying it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But that's true, and especially with jobs, I know that can be hard too. Especially that goes back to being black and just trying to find a job that accepts you with anything, especially our hair. Like that is my biggest pet peeve lately with us and our hair and what they consider professional and unprofessional. But that's a whole other topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um. How are y'all celebrating this month? And what does pride mean to you? Um, <laughs> I don't really have a, a way to celebrate physically, but yeah. I'm just taking this month to reflect on myself mm-hmm. and really taking this time to educate myself more. Um, I sit back and realize that 
I'm a huge advocate for the LGBTQIA community, but you can never be overly educated. You're, you have to learn every day. So while, while I am a huge advocate, and I can say this with the most humility, um, I can be ignorant too. There, there is ignorance within the community itself. And sometimes it's because you never know what someone goes through unless you put yourself in their shoes. So I'm taking this month to sit back, reflect, and step away from looking at things as a lesbian and look at things as a family with each letter involved. Um, child, well, you know me. It gives pride every night, 365. Yeah, 365-24-7. It's not really a month for me um, because I just love to live out loud regardless. Um, always have been that way for a few years now, especially when I was at Cookman. Cookman definitely gave me that and my confidence um, just enough to just live prideful. Um, so within this month, it's like I said, I'm it's like Chelsea said, it's just nothing physically I'm doing as far as going anywhere or doing anything. Yeah. Um, but just supporting, just being supportive of like the events that are happening are coming up and things of that nature. And then just like honestly pride just means to me is just living unapologetically and being yeah. exactly who I am and just giving me time to reflect back like every day of this month to just say like, you know, you you are a great person. And you really are out here impacting the community. I have, that's my biggest challenge now as an adult post-college is just trying to prove my self-worth and comparing myself to others mm-hmm. and trying to see like, am I good enough? Have I done enough in life since I got my degree? This person is doing this and you should be doing this. And I really just have to sit back and remind myself that you are you are doing it like you're amazing <laughs> like you're out here doing everything that you said that you wanted to do while being a part of the community and that's enough and let that be enough for yourself like there's nothing nobody can say like you should be where you are in life or when you get to this age it's a different journey for everybody else so i still that is yeah. what like pride means to me it's just understanding where you are in life right now is enough and as long as you're happy and you're living the life that you want to live, that's pride. I'm proud of both of y'all. Because I've seen the growth, knowing y'all personally, I've seen the growth. Like, I'm proud of y'all. And I wish y'all both the best. And y'all know I'm back here rooting for the both of y'all. You know, <laughs> just let me know. Like, I'm supporting. I may not say nothing, but I'm here. That's what I love about you, though. Like, you're genuinely someone who cares and someone who doesn't have those biases or those preconceived notions about people. And we need more people like you that are open to learn about us. Right. And that, and see, that's the thing for me. It's like, it doesn't take, when we ask for support or ask for, like, acceptance, you don't have to be the most vocal person about it. Like, you don't have to be oh I love you and da 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 it just gives when we speak like even if it's months on end before I speak to you just know that we here and we got each other that's all that's all I need like that's all I need I don't need you I'm not asking you to be my mom and just be like I need you to talk to me every day I need you to be my best friend I need you to you know talk me through but I just need to look I should be able to just look at you and you look at me and it gives yep that's it that's my girl and that's enough that's enough for me like I've always been that way and we've always had that relationship like mm-hmm. with Shaka it just gives like we just look at each other and it gives yep we yep. understand each other like we <laughs> we we know like it's it's something clicks that's like okay we have the same experience yeah and I most respect definitely. that and I love that the most oh y'all gonna make me cry I love y'all <laughs> <laughs> Now you know it's different. I call you and vent about all types of stuff. You probably <laughs> vent about every relationship I didn't vent in. You're like, yes, this I don't understand, but I'm here. <laughs> I'm gonna listen. I don't that's know what to tell you. <laughs> but and that's the thing for the community. Like the community just needs people. The people are uh, with just less than like. 
listen and stop listening to respond and just listen mm-hmm. that's all we want like I just want somebody to listen to my story and for me to know that I am hurt that's it I feel like so many people are trying to listen to relate or compare or shut down and it's like Mm -hmm. that's not what I'm talking to you for I just want you to listen like and I feel like that's the thing as humans we have to learn like we have to start learning how to be so impulsive like it doesn't every situation doesn't mean like oh you have to take action no just listen just listen and that's it that's all I, I just want you to understand this is my perspective and what I'm going through that's it I'm here for it. I try to listen. I think I do pretty good. <laughs> don't ask me for advice. I'm gonna tell you, I don't know. This is what I would do, but I don't know if it's right. So if you do it, I ain't got nothing to do with it. So how it turn out? <laughs> right. <laughs> what does concealed scars mean to you when you hear that term? Oh, this is my last question. <laughs> Y'all know I have to end it off with this. <laughs> yes. Um, to me, concealed scars are the things about yourself that make you most vulnerable, the things that you don't want a lot of people to know about, or the things that many people don't take the time to try to listen to you about, and you mask them. Conceal. When I think of conceal, I think of makeup and in If I have a scar on my face or a bruise on my face, I'm going to want to cover it up. But we have to find the perfections in our imperfections. And I think that that's exactly what your brand and your podcast is here for, to bring awareness to the things that people might find ugly about themselves or they might find lessens them as a person. But in reality, it helps them. It helps others see you blossom. And I'm really proud of what you're doing. I just want you to know, like, I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Um, well, she hit it. But <laughs> to me, um, it's, it's just that. Like, it's just concealed. Like, I think for me, it's just thinking like a bottle. Like, just like the experiment in science. You put a mento in a Coke bottle and you shake it up. Eventually, it, it explodes. Like, and you know, and that's all of my, everything that is floating and the residue that's coming out is all the things about me that I never thought was good enough or a topic to expose or talk to anybody about and you're giving people like myself and even on different topics just a platform to speak on those things and be heard about their experiences in life and the things that they go through but it definitely just gives to me um you know all of those deep rooted situations like there's always surface level problems, mm-hmm. but there's, there's one thing to really go in depth with the problems and talk about it and speak about it and get it out there in the air. Because for me, it's like when you bottle up situations and you allow them to fester over time, eventually they come up. And in some places, it's just like like you like the whole title is concealed stars that scar ends up becoming a sword and now you're attacking and daggering somebody that didn't have anything to do with the situation. So I definitely think that's what it means to me. And um, like Chelsea said, I'm just proud of you. I thank you for doing this. It really caught me off guard when you was like, I got a podcast. I was like, huh? <laughs> I caught everybody off guard because y'all know I don't talk. Yes. Right. So I was like, huh? I, I can. But I really appreciate it. And I'm really honored that you came to me, especially about this topic and especially during the times that we live in, knowing the story. Because me five years ago would have looked at you like, girl, I'm not. I was, I was that boy in the class that I used to get acts like are you gay 50 times a day and never answered anybody mm-hmm. so I really appreciate that you really um, just open to learn and give us the time to you know talk to you and give you the knowledge to now after this conversation you got the knowledge to you know take it as is and approach people yes 
Thank you. Thank you. I knew I came to the right people. I was like, okay, <laughs> I want to do this episode on this. Who am I ask? I know they're not going to do it. So I was like, yep. And I wanted to have it from two different perspectives. So I was like, okay, I know Yamil, he's going to be ready. Chelsea, <laughs> she's going to hesitate, but she's going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to thank y'all again for coming and let me take a good time tonight. This was beautiful. I love to see it. I love the both of you. I just, I love y'all to death. And y'all love know you I too, sis. And love just giving me this opportunity to just share all this information and learn all this information. Y'all gonna listen. Y'all gonna y'all gonna help somebody. I don't know who you gonna help, but you gonna help somebody. I feel like we've already done that, though. Like, True. I, I definitely think someone's gonna be touched from this podcast. But we've helped you to learn, and that means we've done our job. Oh, let me hush. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> now you can go out. And while some people may not listen to us as members of the LGBTQIA community, you can spread mm. the, the accurate knowledge and help other people understand. Even those ignorant people who won't listen to us, they're still going to learn and it's going to be through you as an ally. Okay. All right, then. I'm on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank everybody for coming and listening to this episode. Make sure y'all stay tuned for the next episode and we'll see y'all soon. Alrighty. Bye. I'm all for the winning, I'm for the money committed. I'm all for the winning, I'm for the money committed. I secure the badge, send a check in your city. I secure the badge, send a check in your city. Now they mad at me, cause now they mad at me, cause I got what they need, but I got what they need, but I'll let you in on the secret. I'll let you in on the secret. I'll let you in on the secret. Jump on it, jump on the way. Jump on it. Jump on the way, jump on it, jump on the way.
Tunnel.